Hello, I'm no. Radek. <laughs> no? <laughs> All right, you're Radek, whatever. <laughs> I'm Radek. I'm Michael. And this is the podcast. A sounding board for interesting ideas and insights. We discuss books we read and want to share with you. As well as technology and productivity, which is what we do by day working on our app, Nosby. Or whatever else comes to mind. And uh, those of you who are watching this on YouTube probably see how before our faces are totally red because we we're trying to make the intro for the fifth time or something yeah and this is the intro we've been doing for the last 140 something episodes <laughs> and i made a mistake damn yeah. well whatever Th- that happens actually quite a lot yeah but then, then then again we know it by heart well uh we should change the intro to something else and then we'll make more mistakes <laughs> yeah we, we should we should sw- switch it up it's like a, a lot of podcasts, you know, they, they never change, change their intro and you sort of get, get used to it. Like you listen to a podcast for 50, yeah. 100, 200 episodes and you're, it, it always goes like this. But when you start thinking about it, it's like, wow, the intro is sort of old and it could be much better and it no longer represents fully what, what the show is about. So yeah, maybe but- we should break the, the habit of pod- podcasters and make something new. Yeah. Well, we already spiced it up on YouTube because we have this cheesy drone effects and, and things. <laughs> so bad. Yeah. So bad. It was so much fun, dro- uh, you know, droning. It was so much fun, you know, navigating the drone. Yeah, it, it was fun droning, but it doesn't look that good. Yeah, I'm it not a professional, professional droner yet, but, you know, I'm getting there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you spent $1,000 on that drone, so you know you're serious. Exactly. I'm a serious droner. <laughs> all, right. all right let's not keep droning about this let's go talk about productivity yep uh, so we haven't been discussing productivity for a while no we have but uh we have updates right yeah so i think five episodes ago i think 139 yep. first asks first uh, when we were both live in gdynia we talked about uh my best yet system for uh, planning your day and your week to optimize for for deep work, for for squeezing as much productivity as is possible, and I have two two things to add to that. That that I um, well, two new ideas to to add to that. Um, one is related to iPad only, so you'll you'll be happy about that, Michael. Uh, but let's keep you waiting and first talk about fingers, how man. yeah how to overcome. Maybe overcome is a hot, is a, is a is a strong word, but but how I got better at dealing with really hard projects, really hard tasks. Okay. okay? So that's that was well still is, but but that was uh, the 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 biggest challenge with my with my system that that it optimizes for sort of better flow. It optimizes for sort of my psychology and, and, and how to, uh, and, and my energy levels throughout the day, throughout the week. But there, there's a category of tasks, of, of things to do, which are really, really, really hard. Uh, th- those are usually, and those are almost always, uh, to some extent, um, have to do with research, right? Like, yeah. Because that, that's the whole point. If I, if I know what to achieve, like how to, how to achieve it, then it's just a matter of, implementation details right but maybe there's some 
challenges along the way, but I essentially know what the point is. But but there are some things uh, that we're working on in our secret project that I've been procrastinating on uh, for months uh, because they're really hard to figure out. And yeah, again, those are again, those are things like. No, sorry, I I, I just can say that I, I can see that because I, when I'm you know going through the comments and the tasks in this project, mm-hmm. I can see, yeah, yeah, we, I haven't I haven't gotten around to it yet, and I haven't gotten around to it yet. Like <laughs> I see this comment a few like, in a few tasks, and I'm like, oh, okay, okay, I see that this is a big one. <laughs> yeah, thankfully you, you you don't watch closely enough to to see the due date changing every week. <laughs> From the next week, from this week to the next week to the next week, right? But 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 some things are like that where I know more or less what I want to achieve, but I don't know how to achieve it yet, and and that has to do with the fact that there's a lot of different constraints that need to be to all be satisfied in order for this to work, right? Mm-hmm. The, there's a, a ton of stuff that have, has to work in a very specific way, and it's like. I'm staring at staring at a at a blank page, right? I'm, I'm trying to figure it out conceptually how it needs to work to achieve what I want to achieve, and I can't do it. Like I just I can't. Like it 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 takes me being at my one hundred percent level and finding a whole day of focus to to just to to destroy a problem like that, and so inevitably that's that doesn't go very fast and and most frustratingly it doesn't go very smoothly right i i can't predict mm-hmm. how it will go i can't plan for it very well i can't put it on a schedule and and when i know that other things depend on it on it like this needs to be done before other things can be done i i can't plan it for it very well and and so and so that that was the the challenge and i i think i I haven't figured it out completely, but but I've started making over the last few weeks a much better progress on some of these these tasks, these well projects really, um, just by changing my mindset uh, about them. So what I try to do is to just figure them out, you know, to to, to take a, a piece of paper. Uh, well, I mean, my my iPad, right? A virtual piece mm-hmm. of paper, right? And, and sketch things out, like sketch out all of the ways conceptually how it needs to work to satisfy all of the criteria, all of the constraints it needs to to satisfy, right? Um, and again, either I would schedule it for one day and it would be agony, like it would be agonizing because I would try and I, I would not be able to figure out. It w- I would just be spinning at and, and, and getting hot out of frustration, but I, I couldn't do it. And I would try and, and and fail to get the details right, and and that often leads is a sort of down downward spiral because when I I am in a state like this, either I try to push through it, well I will try to push through it, but then I will I will uh, I will give up at some point, and then it's very likely that I will go do things that are not very good. Like I will instead of getting my backup task, like do something else. Or just you know, just try even harder. I would get distracted. I would do shallower. I would do older stuff just to to alleviate the agony, right? Yeah. Or I would um, 
I would see that in advance that, you know what, this is not the day, you know what, this is not the week. And I would procrastinate on it very, almost deliberately and, and, and put it off to the next week and the next week, the next week. And then a few months pass by and it's like, why is this still not done? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, I would be, I would be searching for, for this, this perfect opportunity because, you know, there are days and weeks like this where, when, it, you know, you you feel superhuman, and and you you can you can tackle problems that normally you just you can't, right? But that's a very frustrating strategy, and 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 that didn't work very well. And I I realized like what 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 started helping me overcome this this procrastination is is just that I realized it's stupid. It's the it's the wrong approach. Like I've been going about this in in the mindset that we have to. We have to get this right, right? Like when we ship this, the, these things I'm working on, they have to be right on the first go because they'll be very, we can't ship it broken in, in some subtle, hard to analyze ways because if we ship it broken, it will be very hard to to, to change it in the future. We must ship it right. Uh, so so I, I, I extrapolated from it with, with, with the approach that I internally, as I'm working on it, I have to get it right in one go. And so I first have to design it and, and like figure out all of the problems that need to be tackled, like conceptual problems before I can get about implementing it. But but this is stupid. Like th- this is not how how we do things in 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 other contexts. Like this this is how um tr- traditional projects traditional software was was developed first you go through the whole conceptual phase then you go through the whole the, the totality of the design phase then the totality of the implementation phase and then the totality of the testing phase and then it's shipped and no one does this anymore like nope. i recently read an article where some u.s general working with nuclear related stuff was saying how this is a broken approach like the most conservative possible uh, people see that it doesn't work right and we don't do this in general but i try to apply this approach to this problem that's stupid uh it's it's sort of um uh, the, the analogy that that i that i figure out what is very apt is as if i was working on this masterpiece right and i i stared at a blank canvas and I would keep staring at it because I, I couldn't figure out some some, some details, yeah. right? And and I would procrastinate on it, and it would be agonizing because I, I couldn't figure out how to how to paint something just right. And of course, that that's not how you how you do things. Like you, you would, I mean, I don't know anything about painting, but uh, you know, conceptually, you, you'd start by sketching out some. Uh, some uh, basic shapes, then start drawing some of them, and then you'd realize some of that is wrong, and you'd paint over it, and you'd change some things and paint again, and then you would eat a detail here and there, and maybe redo some things because they weren't quite right, until you're left with the masterpiece. But it, it would be very difficult to, to just do it in one go, right? Yeah, I had like a, From start to finish with the perfect picture in, in your mind. So I heard this good analogy uh, from our fellow podcasters, Marco Arment and David Smith. They have this small podcast under the radar about mm-hmm. independent iOS development. And they always say that they start with like with code already when they have an idea. And mm-hmm. this code, it, it's, it's going to be ugly in the very beginning, but it's fine because they want to see if they have if they get something working and only then they start improving the code and you know and all this stuff because they first they want to see if they solve a problem and then 
They start yeah. making the problem look, you know, then they start adding classes and procedures and, you know, all this, you know, stuff that has to be done so that the code is nice. But the nice code is not an objective in the beginning because the objective in the beginning is to solve the problem, right? And 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 this is what, what, what you're saying, that, you know, you should start um, from, from, you know, from just the basic concept and then work upwards from there. And mm-hmm. in, in my case, for example, what I do... Um, when I'm writing and I have to, when I have to write, and especially when I have a writer's block and I want to write, I, and I need to write an article uh, because I promised, you know, the, to iMagazine or to our blog or to, you know, whatever. So what I do is I open a mind map and I just start, you know, putting things, like putting first, you know, words. And I know that in mind map, especially on an iPad, this, notes can be switched. So the structure doesn't matter. I just put ideas. And then I start mm-hmm. reorganizing organizing the ideas a little bit later. But first I put just the ideas without any stress of if, if, if it makes sense, if it's coherent or not, just the ideas. And this gives mm-hmm. me this liberty to start instead of sweating over this beautiful article I'm going to write. Yeah. The, the, that last part is a, is a good, good analogy uh, that, that you said that you don't care if everything is coherent because that, that, that was my problem, that... Like this seems sort of obvious, but but only realized or rediscovered this now because in the vast majority of my work, this is not the case. Now, it's it's not that the, the first picture I, I paint in code is perfect, but it's it's imperfect in in different ways. Mm-hmm. Okay, so sometimes I I build something that lacks features. Right. Okay, I I build something that uh, that is broken in in very sort of obvious concrete ways. Or I built something that's ugly, that that's uh, functional, but either me or someone else will will you know uh, will pick up where I left off and and finish the work. Or I built something that's functional, but the code is is a bit ugly. Like it's it's not quite right. Like I, I know I can refactor it because it will uh, cause us trouble in the long term, but 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 functionally it's just right, right? And 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 here's a different kind of problem because it's not a problem of of code quality or of ugliness or of completion, but it, it's a problem of these little conceptual issues that in general, it looks sort of right, but then you start thinking about these really weird dependencies that seem like mm-hmm. they don't matter. But in this situation where this happens and then this and this, this, it will break, right? And, and that's very difficult to analyze. That's very v- difficult to reason about. And and I most things most problems are not as d- difficult as these that I'm, that I'm working on uh so that usually doesn't doesn't come up like it, it's something conceptual issues like this uh, will be noticed and and solved like in less than a day like I, I just work i work on it i work through it and when i i push it internally uh it, it, that conceptual issues are, are done right um but um but here's the thing like first of all um it, it's not shipping, like even though it's it's like it's very difficult to to it's a very uncomfortable feeling that uh, you know I feel like I can't put it in code because it's broken it, it ain't right right in, yes. in these very important but subtle ways, uh, but customers won't see it yet so that's okay, I know that it's broken I have tasks for it so that's okay, and I'm not yet finished so I can keep working on it and. And, and then, like one of the the issues that 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 are, that are a mistake, but that, but something that I had in my mind is that those are sort of tricky problems. So 
if I if I get it wrong, I will have to rework this, right? I will have to rewrite it a couple of, 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 of times, right? So it's easier to figure out it, uh, the, this, this problem in totality and then implement it so that I don't have to work through it many times. And that that's nice when it works. Like in, in some in in most cases that are much simpler, that is true. But in that case, that's it's clearly not because like how how can I argue that it will be easier if I get it right on the first try if I'm procrastinating on on months and and so it it takes longer both in like calendar time that mm-hmm. it, it it pushes but it also in in like wall clock time because every time I try to tackle it my productivity gets destroyed and I don't accomplish nothing right um, so obviously the, the the right thing to 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 do the, an obvious thing to do but not really until now is well to make a first ugly draft make something that's broken that i know is broken yeah it's very broken make a conscious Broke decision that's going to be it's going to be broken yeah yeah like hey guys i, I just built something it's broken right <laughs> yeah can you please merge and <laughs> but 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 then the interesting thing about it is that it, it, it's like painting if you try to paint in your head until you 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 touch uh, until you touch the canvas with your brush, it's going to be agonizing because your mind is not a good medium to, to paint on, right? No. And, and, and same with me. I'm trying to figure out conceptual issues related to code, but it's much easier to see them when they're in code. So mm-hmm. I start painting in the medium that, that I'm supposed to paint in, right? And I'm building something that's broken. But the more is done, the more is clear, like the, the map, the, the domain of problems and constraints is becomes less fuzzy is becomes more crisp because i see the parts that work and i see the parts that don't work and they're very concrete they're not just in my mind i i see them sketched out in code right and i and and the more i have in code the more i see how different sort of conceptual sort of sub problems uh, different ways of solving them are, are more clear because i already know what I know and what I don't know. And when it's just on paper, everything is sort of fuzzy and unconcrete, right? And so the, the more is done, um, the, the, the fewer constraints r- remain unresolved. And it's easier to iterate my way to perfection in the end, you know, one broken iteration at a time. And one also interesting thing is that Part of the reason why those problems are very difficult to solve is that there are conceptual issues not just with code, but with the design itself. Like we know more or less what we're trying to achieve, but there's these few issues that impact it that we don't yet have the answer to. And now, so by 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 procrastinating on it, I I um I I, I do something bad for the, the whole process, not not just for me, for the code, but for the whole yes. process and for the whole team. Because when I put out a first ugly, dirty, wrong, broken implementation, you can look at it. The whole design team can look at it, can play with it, can tap on it and, and just scroll through it. And it's broken and you know, you know that it, it's broken, but there's some things that are already there. And the more concrete, tangible it is, um, compared to just the design, which which was um, prose and 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 um, and mockups, the more the easier it is to figure out if our design works, and it's easier to figure out that the the few last sort of the 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 T's uncrossed and the I's undotted. It's it's easier to see which way we should go, 
the 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 more concrete prototype we have yeah and i i, I have a very good example for this um last week so um we have uh, 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 just just to give us an analogy from a different thing than coding for mm -hmm. for our people who are not you know coders so in Poland, we published this book, 10 Steps to Ultimate Productivity, in Polish. And uh, we are right now preparing a, a first revision. So it's like second edition of this book. But also we are preparing an edition for the US market, so in English. And, mm -hmm. uh, and we decided that, you know, let's take this time, opportunity, to maybe make the book better. Like, you know, how it looks like internally, how it's formatted. It's already nicely formatted and whatever, but um, we are thinking of changing the format and whatever. So... We are changing the format and, and thinking about it. And I was thinking, like, again, I was procrastinating on this task of how it should look like and, you know, and how, how it should be done. Again, some, a big task to go through the whole book and see how this can be better, how it can be like a more, more of a worksheet than just a book, right? So to encourage people to study productivity more. Mm -hmm. And first step I did is I got myself a pile of books, like this pile that you see behind me and here. So like the pile of books. And I said, okay, this is my constraint. I'm going to study these books because they are completely different books from completely different authors and see how they are done, you know, to, and, to, and jot down and take, take pictures of the most interesting things, like, most, like you know, outlines or whatever, like interesting ideas from these books, like how mm -hmm. they are structured. So that was my first step. Second step was I took the book uh, my book and started just going through the introduction and the first chapter and changing things just right there I actually have the PDF version of it on my iPad Pro and I, use, I, was, I was using Apple Pencil so just uh, and, and, and I was just I had the PDF and I was just you know drawing on the PDF changing things and the best part what you just said is that I thought already that after studying these books I had an idea how this could be different but after I did two chapters I realized huh there is another idea Mm -hmm. I can change this and this and this. So I had to get back to introduction and the first chapters to add this additional idea and change it differently. But I wouldn't have come up with this idea if I wouldn't have done already the first two chapters. You know, mm -hmm. like, is the chicken and egg problem? An egg problem. Like, if I wouldn't start working on this, I wouldn't have come up with this additional idea. So, so in, and in, in the end, because I fell into this flow, because I forced myself to do it, in two and a half hours, I did the whole book. You know, yeah. and I completely changed, you know, the outline and the, the, like the outlook of the book, the, 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 you know, the, you know, how it looks like and everything. Uh, and, but as you said, when you have the first version, the first changes, then from that, you get the feedback loop, you get the feedback, what can be different, done differently. And then you change again and then you change again. And then in the end, and, and what I sent to the team is not the final version, of course, because then, you know, Magda and Hubert, I'm sure they will have their, their ideas based on what I did. And then based mm -hmm. on that, we will have the final beautiful version, new version of the, of the book. Uh, but as you said, if I wouldn't do the first part, I would do a disservice to the rest of the team. Now the rest of the team yeah. can benefit from my work, even though it's not perfect and it's not, you know, production ready yet. Yeah, it's true. Now, I, I, want, to, I want to stress that what I'm talking about is not always true. Like, it's not always a good idea to mm -hmm. work on problems iteratively because that, constrain you, that constrains you to, to the local maximum, right? You, you have something that's not quite good yet and you, you push it over, like, until 
a peak where you see this is good. Right. But but often oftentimes like th- this is wrong. You have to you have to think outside of the box, right? Like the 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 the, the box is a uh, is, is a useful thing when you have a box that there's there's not a lot that there's only mm-hmm. small surface area. I can figure out what's the best thing in that box. But but sometimes this is wrong. This is not not it. And you you can reach a reach a local maximum through iteration. But sometimes you have to like just just completely crush like what you have and you start from scratch look outside like figure out something completely different and and so the iterative approach on like building a first draft and improving it doesn't it's not always going to work and 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 either you'll be stuck in the local maximum because you won't see a much better solution or even if you will see it you'll fall into the sunk cost fallacy that you spend so much time on already that you you know, starting from scratch is, is too much. Uh, so sometimes it is worth like investing like purely time in like purely conceptual or design work to find a, a, something much better completely, like something completely different and then iterate on, on that. But but in, in that case, that work is already done. We've already gone outside the box to figure out the big new thing. And now I already have a box that that I, I can I can draw and I can start iterating and, and find the local maximum in that box. Uh, but I, I just wanted to, to, to point it out that not always it's iteration is, is the right approach. But how do you distinguish that? Well, um, man, that's a really good question. I guess you it's helpful if you have a bullshit detector <laughs> and <laughs> if you look outside just your work, uh, if you look at, you know, depending on, on on your on your domain, at say other other companies, other products, other books, other whatever movies, whatever it is that 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 you're making, and and notice when people start doing interesting things that you'd never think of, um, then that can be a wake up call. And um, when you have signals to suggest to you that. Um, you know, when you have the bullshit de- detector to 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 use whatever your, for example, use your product and and see that it's it's broken in some fundamental way, then then that's a good signal. Then uh, that you have to just think divergently and and like go in, you know, ten different directions to to find some something better. Um, yeah, yeah. The, 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 that's the the best thing I can think of right now. Yeah, for me, for me, very often it's 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 giving this, it's, it's doing the iterative part first, uh, mm. but as you said, uh, doing some research on like also uh, as you know to be to 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 go somewhere else, but also it's to to send it to somebody who's not involved in this. To to, mm-hmm. to, take, to to try to find somebody who has an expertise to tell you to give you feedback, but is not ah. involved with this so much. It doesn't have you know his stake in this or her stake in this. This way, I get a feedback. I get I get a piece of feedback from somebody who's you know who's a little bit you know far away from my problem. So he mm-hmm. he he or she might find um, as you said the way outside of the box. Saying, but did you think about the other thing? Like, which can do, uh-huh, right? So like, they can give you that. Uh, so for me, for me, this you know, asking for feedback, some somebody unexpected, somebody different is is is, is sometimes helpful. Yeah, that, that's a really good point. You know, talking to other people, I wouldn't think of that. 
<laughs> yeah. No, but one more thing I wanted to to mention to to my problem and and, and my sort of uh, mindset uh, progress uh, on it, uh, which is quite specific to to programming. But I think I have an analogy that that might be more uh, more general. Is that um, something that like, the, there's a one of the in my opinion, the, the biggest differences between average and and uh, really good programmers is in that, you know, a a, a good code, you know, a, a decent programmer will, will make something that's functional and that's relatively bug free, right? Mm-hmm. But 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 a really good code is one that's not just functional and bug free, but it's easy to to change. Like like this this is why. Uh, Programmers keep rewriting stuff and thinking of new techniques, new programming language, and and, and etc. Because the the complexity we're dealing with is is so high that it's difficult to manage it, right? And it's it's very easy to write something that's functional, just whip out a, a sketch uh, that that's, that that sort of works. But when you try to change anything, everything is so tangled together that you you can't untangle it, right? That you you can't you'd have to start from scratch and, and and like this this is why we as a as a team have been working so hard to improve the basics and and the fundamentals and and level up many levels in our in our skills so that we are far better at writing code that's not just functional but it's easy to refactor uh and like that's exactly why and i i wasn't i wasn't taking advantage of this in this instance, right? Because if mm-hmm. if the code was was poor quality, then uh, this iterative approach would would, would also be agony. Uh, but right. because it's it's good code, even if it's broken, but it, it's broken in different ways. But it, it it's good code. It's just broken. <laughs> yeah. So so iterating on it, refactoring it continuously, it's not very hard. Mm-hmm. And so that's worth taking a, a advantage of. I guess the the analogy, uh, an imperfect analogy, but that, that's also why we talk not just about productivity, but about sort of organizing work in the whole team, uh, and and setting up an efficient system of working together in a company, right? Mm-hmm. Because if you have a very inefficient system then it's 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 very easy to change direction to 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 change ideas because everything has to go through multiple people have to approve of it many people you know everybody is a stakeholder everybody wants to change something and, and it, it just getting to a solution and iterating on it is, is very hard uh, but when you set up a a system that's very lightweight where there's one person um sort of responsible and then like there's a feedback loop and all the things we we, we, talk, we talked about um, and you also have the discipline not to push too far so like you you were iterating on on your book and trying different things but but still not conceptually but in the medium but still in a in a sketch phase right like it's very difficult to iterate when you try to to make everything perfect uh, mm-hmm. but in, in different ways because then you have to redo all of the work but when you keep things sort of dirty um and and unfinished and and lightweight then uh then then you can um iterate on it and so like first you need the system set up quite right and then you can take advantage on it working on very difficult problems that are very difficult to figure out on the first try yeah again i, I would also add that um 
as I mentioned before, constraints help. So whenever like there, like I'm setting up constraints, like just just like I said with the books, I I had a finite a, a, a finished number of books that I wanted to study, not mm-hmm. you know all the books that we had or something, you know, because we have lots of books uh, downstairs. But I just chose just uh, this number of books. I'm going to study these books. There are different books. I'm going to study, study this. And it's the same with, with time that you give yourself for the big problem. So for example, for me, um, the, the two-hour rule that I already wrote on my blog, this thing that to tackle this problem, I'm, I'm going to give myself two hours. And after these two hours, I have to go because I have something to do. So this constraint of having these two, hour, the, these two hours is very similar to the constraint of Pomodoro technique of having just, you know, 25 minutes. Because what it does, it, it forces me to, to to do now, to go now, to do something now. And very often in these two hours, I will have the problem almost done, almost solved, or or or, or almost started on, you know? Like, you know, the, the, the thing that you were more scared of this this so this procrastination scary part will already I'm gonna I'm gonna, gonna be past that already, um, mm-hmm. so I'm gonna be in this nice phase of just developing the thing, right? So the, the the two hours constraint and having like at the end of these two hours something different has to happen, uh, forces me to just do it, you know, to stop procrastinating, to stop looking at the blank page, to start sketching something you know to start doing something so for me for me like personally these kind of constraints really force me uh, and motivate me to 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 do my best work because because they they like they're they're this this motivation okay it's enough now michael you've questioned enough let's do it all right so as for um ipad only uh yeah i wanted to to mention a few more things but we have five minutes until you have to go yeah uh, so i just wanted to to mention of a of an interesting of an interesting consequence of, of the system that I set up where I uh-huh. start w- with my first test, then I work on my main task, and then at 12.30, so at the, the half point of the day, I switch to shallow work, you know, other things that are not programming generally. And the, the interesting thing is that when I structure things like, like that, then at 12.30, I can step away from my computer and just take my iPad and go anywhere. Ah. B- because I, I, I think about it, like... My most important work is is programming, and I cannot not reasonably code on on an iPad, right? It's possible, but deeply impractical, like macros here. Uh, But I can do most other things. Like most importantly, I can I can generally uh, do everything I need to do uh, for code reviews, Mm -hmm. which is a big. I don't want to say sync of time, but but it takes up a lot of time to to review other people's code for me, and it's an important thing I do. But I can do it on my iPad, right? I can do it on the iPad, and I can test whatever is built on my iPad and on my iPhone, right? I can write pros, I can design, I can plan, I can manage, I can communicate, talk to people when I have to talk something through, and I can do it all on the iPad. And by yeah. scheduling the day like this, I do my most important work until twelve thirty. Then I just check if there's something urgent and if there's anything else in the shallow work that I can only do on my iPad. And if it's not there, I can leave. I can just take my iPad and go. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so, 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 so that's really interesting because like the, there's a structure that, that allows me to, to, to work on my iPad in, in a more consistent way if, if, I, if I want it, if, if I feel like it. So, for example, recently I, I was, you know, Hashtag um, semi-nomadic lifestyle. I was in in, in a different city in, in Poland for, for a few days. I, I, I've done good programming work for the day, but I got tired. 
and it was a nice day. It was sunny, and it wasn't sunny for a couple of days. So I just took my iPad, like, in my hand, and put the headphones on. I took a long walk to relax, to rest a little bit. And then I sat down on some random nice bench in, in the city. It was a warm day. And I, I done like good two or three hours of, of good work there. Uh, mostly writing prose. Like I mentioned two weeks ago, we were figuring out something uh, hard that, that the aliens on the this reunion helped us with, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I wanted to, to channel all of the thoughts I had on it uh, into virtual paper so that we have a, uh, a reference uh, for, for discussing it with yeah. all the pros and cons of different solutions. And and doing that on the iPad in a different environment than your normal office is, is, a, is a very good sort of use case uh, for, for, for working on, on the iPad because it, it's the sort of word, the sort of thing where like changing your environment like helps you change your mindset and, and be more uh, creative with, with that sort of thing. Um, and it's sort of nice to to know I can do three or out of eight hours of work every day on my iPad. Wow, man! <laughs> again, again, I would, uh, I would, um, you know, I would be happy to play this to you two years ago. Yeah, you, <laughs> you, you would tell me it was me, it was me. So, yeah, but that's, that, that's that's again uh, having this constraint that now you have the iPad and then changing this dynamic of working somewhere else. It's fantastic, mm-hmm. and for me, it's it's amazing that you can that you as a programmer can really figure out that you can do most of these other things on the iPad. Yeah. But again, it's thanks to the apps and thanks to the workflows and thanks to all these things that we, we, we oh, cherish. Yeah. yeah, without spending a lot of time figuring things out and automating stuff, that wouldn't be possible. And I, I don't do that every day. I, I do it only some of the time, but I have the confidence that, that I can if I feel like it, if I feel like changing environment, if, I, if I'm sick of uh, sitting in front of this screen, right? And I want to go outside or something. Exactly. Like very, often, uh, very often in my case, um, I'm, I'm uh, again, constrained. I prefer to do something on the iPad, even though I have this big iMac in front of me. So what I use the iMac for is like canvas of several things to put things there as mm-hmm. as as a reference. But then I actually work on the iPad because yeah. I just feel better working on it, uh, having having the screen as as an as additional screen instead of uh, the main uh, the main workhorse. Mm-hmm.